any time faith has to be preached, it is now. Why is it now? Well, it is our faith that can anchor us in these storms that are happening. There are three types of storms. Two comes when we move away from the word of God and we are disobeying. One comes when we are obeying God. So you cannot avoid storms. Whether you are obedient child or disobedient child, you need faith. <laughs> the first storm I'm going to talk about is in Jonah chapter 1. From verse 1 to 16, the Bible says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Go to where? Nineveh, that great city. Nineveh was a great city. And cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So sometimes wickedness can come before God. He sees that this is for the arm. We see your dorsal. So he sent Jonah. But Jonah arose to flee to where? Tashish from the presence of the Lord. God has sent Jonah into Nineveh. And Jonah decided, I am not going to go where God wants me to go. So he himself went and bought his ticket. To run away from God. Meanwhile, if God has sent you and asked you to buy your own ticket, you will complain. But running away from God, we are ready to spend anything to be able to run away from God and to do the opposite. To obey God, we don't want to spend so much. So, Look at what happened. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Running away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out what? Great wind on the sea. And there was what? A mighty tempest. A storm which will be uncontrollable. When God brings his storm, no economist can keep it. No scientist can stop it. No human being can stop it. So the storm came so that the ship was all about to break up. Then the mariners were afraid. And every man cried out to his God. 
when it comes to a point when science has failed, when medical science and other things has failed, what people now do is that they throw their hand and looking for a certain God. When they feel the natural cannot help, they try to see those who don't even believe in the supernatural want to find out whether there is some supernatural to help them. So they came to a point that everybody started calling his God. But the ghost didn't answer. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea. Whenever there is a storm, what happened is that the cargoes, you try to, a human life is the most important thing. So all that you gathered will have you thrown out so that you can save your life. So they threw every cargo into the sea to make the boat lighter to be able to carry them. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest part of the ship, had laid down, and was fast asleep. No wonder. <laughs> when all this thing were happening, <laughs> the guy, because he's, he's running away from the presence of God, he was sleeping while the people were worried. <laughs> when you are out from the presence of God, that's what happened. You become a sleeper. You sleep. Even when there is danger, you are still sleeping. He was fast asleep under there, thinking that God will not see him under the boot. We cannot hide from God. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? What is happening? And you are still sleeping. Arise. Call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Are the Christians sleeping? When things are going rough, are you praying or complaining or sleeping? Arise. And speak to your God. Perhaps your God will hear us. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lot. That was the olden day, the way they used to catch is uh, another way they cast a lot. When they falls on you, they mean that you are the one. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lot that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lot, and the lot fell. You can't run away from God. Even when you are running away from God, he will make the unbeliever catch you. So the Lord fell on Jonah. And they said to him, please tell us, Whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? What kind of man is it? You just come into this boat and look, everything is going. Some people are there, they come into your life, everything turned upside down. 
you are going, you are just sailing smoothly, and you bring that person into your life. Whoa. Everything storms. Your finances, your marriage, everything you touch seems not to work. Where do you come from? <laughs> Which country? <laughs> so they started asking you. Sometimes there are things in our life that have thrown everything just upside down. So he said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord. Really? And you are running away. Somebody you fear, he sent you. And you are going to the opposite direction. So many Christians make that confession. Oh, I'm a Christian. But you are going in a different direction. The God of heaven, I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. He says, put himself. The one who made the sea, and the sea is giving trouble, that is because of you. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of what? When you just said, look, God has sent me. Captain, where God has sent me, he didn't like the people. Sometimes God may send you to people your life and you want to quickly go and preach. But there are some people you don't like them. God said they are the one you should go and preach to. Or God wants you to give something to somebody you don't like. It's easy to give to people you like. It's easy to do good to people you like, but people you don't like. Go and tell them. And he knew that the nature of God, that if he preach and the people change, God will forgive them and will not execute judgment. So he wanted God to punish them. God don't punish them. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the sea may become for us? Because you are the problem. You are the one creating problem for all of us. So what shall we do? <laughs> what shall we do to you that the sea may become for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. And he said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. He knew that whether he's inside the, the boat or not, if he doesn't own her, he'll be swallowed with them. So why don't you save the rest by you going alone? How many of you do that as Christians? You want to, you want to sink with everybody. Jonah said, take me, throw me into the sea. So they picked him 
And the people prayed. They didn't want to do it. But their life is in danger. And it's nevertheless, the people rode hard to return to land. But they could not. For the sea continued to grow more tempest against them. The people were finding it very difficult to throw him. So they decided to go back to land. When God is against you, you can't move to the land. They tried with all, but the more they try, the more dangerous it becomes. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord and said, we pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. And do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him where? In the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. One man causing ripples and storms everywhere. When he was thrown into the sea, the sea got calm. But God is merciful. He prepared before he was even, he knew that guy, he won't go. God knows ahead of time. He knows that you will disobey. So he made preparation for you. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. So this fish was prepared specially to be able to do what? To swallow Jonah. That can give Jonah oxygen. That can make Jonah live under the sea and be able to survive. And the enzymes won't digest Jonah. Oh. So this fish is not an, the same fish as all other fishes. But this one was like a submarine prepared by God waiting for Jonah to be rescued. If it was an ordinary fish, Jonah would have been food. But this one is a submarine prepared by God. In those days, they don't know submarine. So they will say a fish. The same way in those days, if they see aeroplane, they say they've seen a big bird. So God was the first person put everything that will be able to sustain, even the pressure that is under the sea. He, he made sure that it stabilized inside the fish so that he can survive. And he prayed how many times? For three days. You are in a fish belly. Three days. Ordinary fish. Ah. You are gone. But this fish was a special fish prepared. With his disobedience, God mercy, he pardoned him. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and night. He cried, he prayed. That is where Jonah really did prayer meeting. He thought he could, he could swerve God. Some of us, we think we can swerve God. 
He sees all. See, Jonah eventually cried to God and eventually, you know, the storm stopped and ceased. And the solution of the cessation of the storm was the absence of Jonah. If the Jonas in our life will continue to have the storms until we remove the Jonas. Somewhere we know what is bringing our storm. But sometimes you are so linked to Jonah, so compassionate with that thing, that you know this is the one causing my downfall. But you love the thing so much that you want to die with the situation. Don't let Jonah make you sink. If you are Jonah too, <laughs> and they throw you into the sea, Papa Jonah, Mommy Jonah, Madam Jonah, if you are one, there is a room for repentance. Jonah repented and prayed in the belly of the fish. Maybe he knelt down there inside the belly of the fish and he was praying and crying. So one, when God sent you, it's Jonah who brought the storm upon himself. There are some situations we are the one who bring the problem upon ourselves. It's not God. It's going opposite direction of God. Then you meet the storm. You have all the power not to go through that situation. The power is in, was in the hand of Jonah to decide whether to run away from the presence of God or to go and do what God wanted him to do. When there's power in your hand, use the power well. There is another situation where the enemy brought a storm. This one is in the book of Acts. It is Paul on his journey. And on the journey, you know, Paul didn't own the ship. He didn't have anything. Then the Lord spoke something to him. Acts chapter 27, verse 14. Now, when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous, because of the fast was already over, Paul advised them. They were traveling. So Paul advised the, those who are manning the ship that, look, I perceive, saying that, men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. This is when you know you are in a group and you know that what the management are taking, the decision they are taking, will have an effect on your life. And you'll tell them, and you don't have power to change it. He didn't own the decision. He was a man in the ship. He was a passenger. He was a citizen. He was part of the church, but the church is taking a certain decision. He said, this decision we are taking, it will trouble the church. 
And you know, when the disease is taking, it will affect you. But you have no power to change. Because you don't make the decision. So, you say what you want to say. Go to the right people. Tell them. Let's continue. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the health man and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. Sometimes they won't believe you, Paul. Did you do Oshinono? You, Paul, what, what knowledge do you have about sailing? And you are telling us to be dangerous. You think sailing is perception? It is reality. With our calculation, the wind is blowing in this direction. This is not the time for it to happen. But you are telling us, a preacher, that this journey will be dangerous. Sometimes, God brings an intuition to help all of us. And look at what the devil does. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail from there also. Sometimes the majority doesn't make the right choices. The fact that majority have said this doesn't normally sometimes mean it is the right. Right is different from numbers. When majority are ill-advised or well not knowledgeable on the situation, they will choose the wrong thing. It is those who are knowledgeable they are the one that make the right choice. And Christ plus you, you can make the right choice. Amen. The entire world make make, make don't just follow where the world is going. Follow where Christ wants you to go. Because when you look at what everybody is doing, you may choose this path. I hope you're getting me. So, he was in the boat. He couldn't jump into the sea. He was part of it. You don't say, okay, man, come and say, man. No. When there's a situation like that, once you're inside, pray. When the south wind blew softly, what the devil did, he would deceive all of them. It was blowing what? Softly. Supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sail close by crate. Everything is going cooler. Good. From the beginning, everything is going nice. But they were not aware that there is storm ahead. They said, look at that liars. That passes. They said there will be storm. Where is the storm? Everything is, is cooler than when he said it. But they never knew the future. The perception of Paul was not based on what is happening now. It was based on the knowledge of God that something is going to happen. The devil is going to come against them. Look at what happened. But not long after, the tempter's what? Head wind arose called Heraclitus. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. They lost control. 
and running under the shelter of an island called Claudia. So secure the skiff with difficulty. Continue. When they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergrade the ship. And fearing lest they should run aground on the septic sun, they struck sail and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempestuous, the next day, the lighting were. You know, the, both of them, what happened? How did they lighten the ship? So, near man, we should be seeing in trouble back over traction. That is why life is the most important thing. Jesus came that he might give you life and give it more abundantly. Wealth is an addition to life. Wealth should not precede life. And any situation that do not bring life is unto God. Where God is, there is life. He brings life. Absent of God, death. Now when neither sun nor stars appear for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we will be saved was finally given up. It comes to a time that everybody has lost hope. A storm has come. One, because they disobeyed. You are in the, in the boat. You didn't disobey. <laughs> but somebody disobeyed. And his disobedience is affecting you. You say God is not fair. He's fair. <laughs> so this well, there are some you don't have control over what is happening. Somebody's mistake will affect your life. But it's not finished. God will see, see you through. God has a reason why he put you in the boat. Look at the reason. Now when neither sun nor star appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, all what? Hope that we will be saved was finally given up. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart. He didn't say, Huh, you didn't listen to me. Today you see. You will all get drowned for next time when you die and you go to any other well and they speak to you. You will, you will listen. No, 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 no. He wasn't happy. Some of the people prophesied that something's going to happen, bad things going to happen. When the bad things happen, they're happy. No, 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 no. I think that it is for us to be able to pray against that. And now I urge you to take heart. That is, he was there. So now when they have lost hope, God's word came. There's somebody, if the world or the nation is losing hope, the church should be able to stand and say, Ghana, take heart. 
It's not no longer a blame game. You play, it won't change. Take heart. I'm telling you, take heart. Things are difficult, but take heart. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the sheep. For they stood by me this night. There's always a reason for giving people hope. You don't just say, oh, things will be okay. It should be based from something. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. He heard God's word. God's angel appeared to him and he turned fear into faith. He himself couldn't eat at that time. But when God appeared to him, everything changed. The storm hadn't changed. The situation hadn't changed. But internally, something had changed. So in a storm, what you need is the word of God. For there stood by me at night an angel of the God, whom, whom what? Say, I belong. Do you belong to God? Are you God's property? Is God your father? Do you belong to him? So first, you must have the realization that you belong to God and not Satan. So Satan has no power to take your life, to destroy your things without permission from the one you belong to. He said, the God whom I belong to, one, and two, whom I want, some of us belong to God, but we don't serve him. If you want to have total protection from God, you must first belong to him. That is when you give your life to Christ. But it's not enough to receive him as your Lord and personal Savior and do whatever you want to do. You must also serve him. So, Paul did not only belong to God, he also did what? Serve him. Then the third thing, do not be afraid. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who say with you. Because of us, it will be well. Huh? I said because of who? We shall have the confidence that when things are crashing, we will be the one that will lift it up. We might not be the people taking the decision, but we are the influencers that keeps. We are the salt that will salt in every area. Saying, therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as he was told me. When God says it, it's not the, what we are seeing today, but what he said. You, have, you must have faith. He said, I believe there is faith in what God said, that what he has said, you are going to see it. 
You might be facing storms left and right in life. But God has said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. He will bring you to an expected end. And you will be glad and you have a testimony. Then, however, we must run aground on a certain island. And at a point, they wanted to kill the prisoners. But because of, for the sake of Paul, Paul said, if you kill them, you yourself will die. So he released all of us. And he was released. And that was when, when Paul came out and they was feeling cold, they was guarding firewood. But Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire. A viper came out because of the heat and fasting on his hands. From frying pan to fire. Escaping the sea, he met a viper. That fasted his head and bit him. And the people saw it on the island. When the natives saw the creature hanging on from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. The people saw that these people have gone through a lot. They have escaped their, the death. And now he's come to just get some warm fire and look at it. Viper. Snake. And when the people said, ah, this guy is an evil man. Even after he's escaped death from the sea, the land will not permit him to live. And sometimes you see yourself from one problem to the other. It's not that you have seen, you haven't seen, you haven't done anything wrong. But as if things were hard, people are interpreting it. Oh, you, you, you've done this because your father has killed this, because uh, uh, something, somebody has. And they try to, you try to put interpretation. People think that you have backslided. Meanwhile, you know you haven't backslided. I said, me who is serving the Lord, look at the way I'm suffering. Those who are not serving the Lord, they are going cooler. Everything seems to be nice for them. I've escaped from the sea because of me. The people were saved. Now look, snake. So they say, ah, this guy is an evil man. But whatever the enemy tried to turn against, you become a positive thing. Look at what the islander did. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. We will shake off the snake bite into the fire and we will suffer no harm. He said, you shall step on serpent and they shall not harm you. A man of faith and a man who God have a destiny for you. You will go through many situations. You will go through trouble. You will go through struggle. But those struggles will not destroy you. Amen. It will bring out the best out of you. Amen. Don't complain. Just thank God in everything. 
that this is the will of God for your life. And look at what happened finally. Look at what. However, they were expecting that they would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. The expectation of those who think you have backslided will no longer come to pass. People are expecting what have happened to you must create your death and your disgrace. But don't worry, it's not going to bring something. And they were waiting for you that this thing happened, this man cannot survive it. This thing that has happened to your business, it cannot, you cannot survive. And wait and see what is going to happen to your life. However, they were expecting that he would swell up, all suddenly fall down, dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind and said that he was a god. The very people who said justice is not going to escape this guy is now trying to worship him as a god. He did had a crusade. He healed people. He laid hands on the people and they got healed. On that island. They always made him him. <laughs> if it's Ghana here, they will give him him. That this guy has come, healed our king, healed our people. The man was suffering from fever, high fever, ready to die. A hand was laid, and immediately the fever gave back. You see, there is some, some, some power ran through Paul into the body of the man, and the fever couldn't withstand it. And immediately, it worked faster than any other injection that they give to you. Immediately, the fever left. And he was then exalted. Those who accuse him now want to worship him as a god. Brethren, it's a time of storms. I read about a storm who somebody was running away. This one, you're not running away. Some of us, our storm is because we are running away from the word of God. This one, the outcome is also that they didn't obey the word of God, but it's not, you didn't have the power to make them obey. And their decision will affect you. The decision of your husband may affect you. He takes some wrong decision. You bring the money. He will go and squander it on things they shouldn't squander on. You keep on working hard. He's making wrong decisions. You want to build a house. He uses it for loto. <laughs> the difficulty and the storms will let you find an easy way. But lottery is not the easy way. It is addictive. It, you get addicted. And they take your money more than what you get. But there is one method which you can become rich, not lottery. It is God's blessing. Hard working. When you work and God blesses the work of your hand, you will begin to prosper. Continue to prosper until you become very, very, very prosperous. 
that is how God works. He said, prophet, ah, but we don't have jobs. How can we start and continue? Some of you are employers. Employers looking for work. Somebody is waiting for you to rise up to employ him. May God bring that to pass. The reason why nobody wants to employ you is because you are an employer. May God give you a creative idea. Say, prophet, I don't have money. It's not money you need. It's a vision you need. It's a dream you need. Dream will attract the money. That's why when you're going for a loan, they ask you for your business plan. If you have no plan, nobody will give you money. But some have specialized in writing plans. That cannot be achieved. It's not a dream in the heart. But they've studied how to run a, how to draw a plan to get money. So you go and they write nice plan for you. The person, that's not what is in the person's heart. No wonder they get the money and it doesn't work. So next week, I'll go to the next storm. The storm, when you are going with God's word. And Satan himself is bringing the storm. You are obeying God, but storm is coming. You are doing your best, but storm is coming on your businesses and writings. What do we do next week? If you want to hear, come. <laughs>